Welcome to Never Better, a show that by now you have to know is never going to get any better. I am your host, Spencer Harris, the bloodthirstiest, shoot him firstiest son of a bitch this side of the Rio Grande. With me tonight are two well-traveled gentlemen whose names I'm sure you already know. Craig Gray. Hello, from the other side. Who's really <laughs> reaching for it this time. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm running. I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel. We're at episode eight. How That's many, very how many ways barrel. are there to say hello? Not many. <laughs> I would say hello has more synonyms, synonyms, synonyms than like comfortably 85% of words. There's a, you're, there's a deep, deep well there and you're looking at a barrel. That's your problem. Go to the well. Craig, mm. you didn't even hit him with the hola. Right. Oh, that's true. Hola. Buongiorno. Buongiorno. How's it hanging? Oui, oui. Anyway, who's that chiming in? That's right. It's Mr. Michael Rios. That's me. That is me. It is him. It's been really cold. Frigid. I'm, I can't. I can barely deal with it. We're like not even halfway through winter and I am done. So the older I get, the more I'm like, I understand why people go to Florida. Or oh, yeah. older people. Oh, yeah. It's oh, not yeah. good for I mean, your bones. There we go. <laughs> to stew but, in that humidity. Funny <laughs> thing is, when I was little growing up, my grandpa was living with us. And then he moved to back to El Salvador and told us it's be for his health or for his bones. Mm. He can't guy. stand the cold. And I was like, but, wow. What happens the cold when you sucks. get old? <laughs> yeah. You just now admit kinda, to yourself that snow yeah. days ain't worth it. Yeah, I kind of understand it now, though. There's nothing quite like walking out of your front door in the morning when it's 15 degrees outside and pitch black. It was that, 10 this morning. That cold wind just slaps you in the face. Ugh. Oh, yeah. And then well, there you gotta, are things you gotta just sit like in your it, car. actually. Dying, for example. <laughs> oh. Okay. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's like guaranteed when I go outside, it's waking me up. I oh, wish that, it had that. It doesn't, doesn't even do that for me. Really? Like this, I get no upside. It's it, just, it all just sucks. You just get numbed, or you just like, yeah. I'm just like it. It makes me feel like I want to go to sleep forever. Go to sleep. The cold is <laughs> yeah. just curl yeah. up in a ball outside and just wait for the yep. elements just, to take just you in. Wait. <laughs> now That's this hilarious. ties in neatly to uh, a segment that I'm I'm bringing back for round two. And that's right. It's the Michael wave. I like it. I like mm. it. I like it. My theories are deep. Look to the stars. Look to the ocean. Michael, you you posted a question to uh, to the group. Well, three is kind of a, a generous interpretation of a group, but you get the idea. <laughs> Where you asked the following, in, in exactly this phrasing: Is Alaska a gold mine? To live. And it sounds like you think it might be. Is that am I right? So funny thing is us talking about the cold. Uh right. it kind of contradicts everything <laughs> this question is. <laughs> I had a feeling that this was gonna happen. 
But I'm telling you right it's now. It's a lot with you, Michael, but carry exact, on. Exactly. Telling you right now, Alaska, for those two or four months, it's a gold mine. You know, you just living up there, peaks and valleys and rivers and ocean. Very and scenic. Yeah, salmon. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, salmon, bears, uh, moose. Like, it gets nothing better. It's also a literal <laughs> gold mine. Yeah, literally. There was that. There was yeah, that angle. Also, it's literally a gold mine. Like that's what I thought you were angling. That too, but I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying, like, that is life right there. And I understand why people move up there. Have you ever been to Alaska, Michael? No, the farthest up north I've been is uh is that DC? Thing called? <laughs> no, uh what is that thing called? That's like a big uh, waterfall. Niagara, Niagara Falls. Falls. Niagara Falls. That's but almost dur- Canada, but I mean, I went to the Canada side, but I mean, it was during like peak summer. Is the U.S. Uh, side Michigan? What is the U.S. side? Uh, we were in New York, actually. New York. Okay. Yeah. Did you uh, go down the falls on a barrel? Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but we did go take that little boat, you know, to the the main point you know craig's fixation on barrels is a well-documented phenomenon we're gonna have to get into that later but all i must say all i must say is alaska is a gold mine and in alaska it's the most north state south of southeast (laughs) and west (laughs) most state it is not it is not the southernmost state no 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 that is the what are you? Who told it's, you that? It's the most north and the most west state, but not yeah. the eastern or south. Part. I don't know if you guys know, but the tilt of the axis, you know, the the world, it's a little tilted. So right, I do know. Yeah, especially with you around. East. <laughs> oh, got him. Ooh. Ooh. This uh, so this podcast is brought to you by the Alaskan Tourism Department. In case you didn't know, Spencer. <laughs> I was I was actually just about to cancel this all out, but uh, Michael, say your say your piece first. <laughs> about what alaska yeah the, or no about the uh the axial tilt dude the axial <laughs> t- <laughs> dude if you take the compass yeah and tilt it you're north basically so are you saying if you take a compass and spin it around in your hand you can just make it say whatever you want well, see, Michael, the funny thing about compasses <laughs> is they always point north regardless of your orientation hold on do you guys even know how to use a compass do you yes. No. Yeah, do you? A hundred percent no. Like what is it? Red side or white side you follow? Red side is north. That's I mean you follow really? which direction you're trying to walk in. You don't just have to walk north. No, the needle has a red side and a white side. Right. The, right. the red side is the one that points north. And then I you orientate the compass so that the north is lined up with the red thing and then you know where all the other directions are. Yeah, right. I just know that on the top of your head. Yeah, sure do. Yep. Damn. Some of us, uh, you know, we we prepare, Michael, for getting dumped out into the woods. I know how to make a compass out of uh, some water and a leaf and a needle. But you don't know but how to read it. you wouldn't know what to do with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to do with it. You put a I've leaf in a floating puddle, leaf. and then you go, all right, well, now the leaf is pointing that way. <laughs> then you just walk off. Uh, I'm going to be like, I uh, don't know if that means north or south, but... Uh, <laughs> Does the sun shine? What, where does the sun shine? Hold on. What, no, take a guess first. I I'll tell you where say, the sun don't shine. 
<laughs> I want to say, I want to say west to east. Oh my God, Michael! Because California gets the sun first. No, they don't. No. Nope. Oh, they don't. They absolutely no. do not. They get it last in the U.S. Oh, this needs to be a research. Hold on, hold on. Well, okay. fact not check. for everybody. <laughs> you sure? Do you get the sun first? Yes. In our location. Also, wouldn't Hawaii be the? Oh, I guess that's also true, Spencer. So West Alaska West, really just has West the West north. State. Yeah. So, I looked up an article, knowing we were going to be talking about this. Uh, because note. I set the itinerary today. Oh, wait, hold, on, found... hold on, Spencer. Uh, Michael's got oh, a side oh. note. Yeah, side note, you guys are right. Uh, <laughs> check over. Damn. Usually I have to do those in post-production. It's nice to get it out of the way now. <laughs> <laughs> so here's an article from phantomsalmoncharters.com, which I'm, I, I guess is like a cruise service, but I, I prefer to imagine it's just a, a random selection of words that some spam bot threw together. Wait, wait, it's uh, fa- Phantom what? Phantom Salmon Charters. I'm guessing they're like an oh, Alaska salmon charters. Service. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, headline, fun fact, towns in Alaska that see the least sun in winter. Oh, that's a big problem up there with suicides. They don't see it's, the, it's big, they don't yeah, see the, the sun for like a year bigger. and they, uh, yeah. Well, not a year. Then well, that'd okay. Be, yeah. Slightly hold hyperbolic. On. Hold on. Don't they get like $1,000 for just being in Alaska? How you how you depressed? Because you don't dollars? see the sun for also yeah where'd you get that? No, I think he it is Michael is right. It they have something where they they'll pay you to live in program? Alaska. Yeah, yeah, second it, incentive I what it to is. live there. Damn, and you so got we'll, you got uh, huskies all around you. You riding uh, snow dogs? How you how you upset? Well, this this article starts out. You've never seen anything like winter in Alaska. <laughs> Winter conditions begin to creep in during the first weeks of September and lingers through April. But the frigid temperatures are also accompanied by the darkness. <laughs> the days grow shorter and shorter until the sun disappears entirely for weeks in some parts of the state. Weeks with no sun, Michael. That's why they got to pay you. It's basically a, like you're, you're holding yourself for ransom. Yeah, I like for eight months out of the year, Alaska's basically Silent Hill. <laughs> as the earth rotates away from the sun areas below the arctic circle never find themselves in the daylight many alaskan cities see only a few hours of sunlight each day before the blanket of night returns other communities on the northern tip of the state see nothing but darkness for months <laughs> now this is where they try to spin it back around and say the extended night hours make alaska the perfect place for viewing the unmatched northern lights like who gives a shit at that point <laughs> i'm already gone one way or another, I'm out. <laughs> so, I don't know what part of Alaska they're talking about, but I know most. If I'm living, yeah, I'm living in the most like southern part of Alaska. Well, even the most southern part of Alaska, like uh, this is Juneau, the capital, sees about six hours and twenty-two minutes of sunlight on December twenty-first, the solstice. Oh uh, this is actually one of the higher amounts of time in the state. The sun rises shortly before 9 a.m. and sets several hours later at 3.07 p.m. <laughs> Damn. Could you oh. make it through months of that? <sighs> like, I'm having enough trouble here now. Plus, you got to deal with, you know, minus, what, like two-digit temperatures? Yeah, no I thanks. might 
I might uh, pull a snow dogs and uh, like have like ten dogs on me at all times. You refer to snow dogs a lot. What I was the What movie. was the movie about snow dogs? Was it um, Was it a Disney Channel movie? What was it? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It was where I got all my dog techniques. Who was the me. guy? Was that Cuba Gooding Jr.? Who was the it guy? Was, in it, was. it was. It, it was. was. Yeah. It was where like he was adopted, and his adopted father or mother just died. And he mm. met his real dad up there and everything like that and found out he's Alaskan. And uh, that's where he uh, bit a dog's ear to show him his... Uh, really? I don't remember that One part. dog training technique. Damn right. That he that's may or he, may not That's where he gets everything from. So I honestly, every dog I've owned or had in my life or even in my family's, like even my uncle's dog, I've been in their ear. <laughs> Has it done anything? Because you were yelling at your dog like a minute ago. I wasn't yelling at him. I was telling him what to do. He wasn't listening. <laughs> There's difference. Uh, <sighs> but uh, no, yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't, you know, solely just bite it at a random. But I uh, tell them to sit down. They don't sit. I bite them in the ear. <laughs> so they squeal. Uh, <laughs> Michael, but, I, we don't want to get PETA on us now. <laughs> this part will be removed from the show. <laughs> Just do a nice disclaimer. Yeah. Don't do what Michael does or what he pretended to do that he doesn't actually do because that he would be insane. Did. Yes. Allegedly, I. Dude, it's a, Only it's a, a common fool thing. Would it's take Michael thing. at his word. Dude, it's a common thing. I don't think it is to bite no. dog's ears. I'm a little bite, frightened. Bite Saidi's ear and bet you she'll, she's going to jump through hula hoops. I'm not going to bite my cat's ear. I don't want her to do that. <laughs> And I don't want to do that. <laughs> I feel very frightened by you, Michael. <laughs> yeah, Michael's gonna bite your ear, Spencer. Yeah, I don't. I don't. If like you get out of line. Yeah. And speaking Just the of lobe. speaking of fear, I'd like to start the show in earnest with a question that I found on Quora.com, breaking the format a little bit. No, we're hitting Quora early, huh? Oh yeah, a little bit. We'll, we'll circle back at the end, like book hitting the queue. <laughs> A question from Fiza K, who asks, are there any planets that make you feel scared? Like exoplanets? I'll, I'll take anything. I mean, how this planet scares me. Uh, that's a fair answer. It's a messed up place full of venomous insects and people who bite dogs' ears. <laughs> Um, I would say that planet that's like full of lava. The one, in, uh, the one in Star Wars where uh, Anakin had high ground. No, or it's low like, ground. It's Michael, like Earth the... is full of lava. That's what volcanoes are. No, the well, second, the second the planet from the the second planet close to the sun. Venus. Um, Venus. Sure. Well, there's not really any lava there, but the. There might be under, I mean, there, there is like a rocky surface. You're talking Venus, about but... magma, Spencer. Lava is magma on the surface, okay? I Look, I'll be honest. Back I check. didn't trust either of you to make that distinction. I thought I was getting down to your level. No. <laughs> Greg's doing his professorial laugh. <laughs> no. It is Venus. For me, it's Jupiter. That shit is messed up. Look how big that thing is. Oh, it's, it's and there's and there's no thing. ground. 
if you fall in there, you just get crushed by gases. I wonder what that would feel like if you just like Bad. put a spacesuit on that, like you could like well, you had like an oxygen supply, and they just threw you in Jupiter. <laughs> what would that suit. be like? <laughs> that you could that's, it does still kill you. It's it's not designed to protect you. It's designed so you can feel what it's like to be squished by Jupiterian gases. Right, right, right. Like okay, let's say let's say Jupiterian you're in a spacesuit with. Sorry, um, Michael's right. It's not Jupiter. It's it's Jovian is the word. <laughs> <laughs> like if they gave you a space a spacesuit with like a, a one week's worth of oxygen and one week's worth oh, of food man. that it would just like inject into you, <laughs> I wonder what that would be like. I, I can tell you exactly what it would be like. As it soon as you hell. make contact with the atmosphere of Jupiter, you get more stupider. <laughs> well, you, Ooh, you, burn. We can beat gravity, but we can't beat that. No. <laughs> immutable laws of the universe. Captain Gray, do you read? No, I, I don't know how to read. <laughs> While we're on the topic of space, I saw something that delighted me a little bit. It, maybe it shouldn't have, but it did. An article in The Guardian. Okay. Uh, Out of control SpaceX rocket on collision course with moon. <laughs> Now, for those of you keeping score at home, what? I believe this will be the first time that we have accidentally crashed something into the surface of the moon. So that's exciting. Oh, that can't <laughs> be true. I don't know. At least certainly something of this size. Most of the time, if we have an accident involving, you know, space travel, it just breaks up in the atmosphere and it's very sad. But this is an unmanned rocket launched from Florida in 2015, uh, which has apparently been following a quote unquote chaotic orbit since then that's reassuring <laughs> that's what you want to hear from the rocket scientists oh it gets even better than that craig uh a spacex rocket is on a collision course with the moon after spending almost seven years hurtling through space experts say <laughs> the booster was originally launched from florida in february 2015 as part of an interplanetary mission to send a space weather satellite on a million mile journey but after completing a long burn of its engines and sending the NOAA's Deep Space Climate Observatory on its way to the Lagrange point, a gravity-neutral position Lagrange. four times farther. Oh, Lagrange. Lagrange. Look, I, I didn't go to your fancy book-learning college, all right? <laughs> Some of us had to pay our way through school shoveling <laughs> snow. <laughs> Barefoot. The Lagrange point. <laughs> A gravity-neutral position four times farther than the moon and in direct line with the sun. Uh, that's where it was headed. But instead, okay. the rocket's second stage became derelict. At this point, it was high enough that it didn't have enough fuel to return to Earth's atmosphere, but also, quote, lacked the energy to escape the gravity of the Earth-Moon system, meteorologist Eric Berger explained in a recent post on Ars Technica. Wait, why is a meteorologist uh, reporting well, it was a weather satellite. They're going to use it to collect weather data. All right, fine. I mean, just saying, weather, meteorologists can't get anything right, so why I, why would I trust a meteorologist? <laughs> oh, ooh. Damn. Do you have something I to say about that? I have a thing against that? meteorologists, but it, 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 yeah, it's fine. We'll have to. We're going to. I'm, I'm putting a note down. We're going to return to that. Space it's such a man. this week, but soon. Yeah, whatever. Space observers, which is a wonderful title. I want to be one. What does that mean? I don't know. They're just on I watch 24-7. People who own telescopes, maybe. Yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> space observers believe the rocket, about four metric tons of space junk, is on course to, and they phrase this very delicately here, on course to intersect with the moon <laughs> at a velocity of about 2.58 kilometers a second in a matter of weeks. <laughs> what? I hope they get video of that. I would. Unfortunately, that from what I saw, it looks like it's going to hit the far side of the moon. Oh. Uh, right. No luck. What a way. What, what killed me about this article, though, is that throughout the uh, throughout the text in a sidebar, there's links to other articles on the Guardian. One of which they repeat twice, which is NASA picks Elon Musk's SpaceX to build spacecraft to return humans to moon. Well, <laughs> going to be a chaotic the... ride. <laughs> I mean, as long as you don't mind returning humans to the moon perpendicular to the surface at a speed of, you know, 2,782 miles per hour. Mission accomplished, you know, consider it done. We'll get them there. There'll be a pace when we get them there, but we'll get them there. Would it be unethical for like NASA or SpaceX for that matter to send Craig, just before, before you, before you continue, there's, sort of an unwritten law that says any question that begins with would it be ethical can be answered no (laughs) (laughs) do you hear me out it goes back to the saturn or the jupiter thing i guess like would it be ethical to send like a voluntary somebody who's signed off on this like a a a geriatric with like some kind of terminal disease (laughs) to shoot him into like jupiter and to see like what would happen uh, you're touching on a deeper question, I think, that pervades a lot of science. But I'm going to say it's probably best to adhere to the if you have to ask corollary. Like people donate their bodies to science when they're dead. Yeah, why when they're you dead. Your, why can't you donate your body to science when you're barely alive? <laughs> this is touching on uh, sending apes to space. Well, we've done that. We've done that. I'm saying we should. Okay. How about this? We shoot some apes into Jupiter and we see what happens. <laughs> no. <laughs> what do they do to deserve that? Huh? Mm-hmm. That's how uh, apes take over the planet. I think, I think I would be open to donating my body to science. I don't think so. While you're dead or while you're alive? Uh, probably while I'm dead. Uh-huh. But who Interesting. knows? Uh, who knows? I think it'd be cool to be a skeleton in a chemistry oh, sure. classroom. They I would was... name you something else, though. They wouldn't call you Craig because they wouldn't know. Call me Mr. Like, Bones. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, that's Donnie Bones. Yeah. I will say, I do think it's cool if they just send your bot, like dead body to space. Okay, I'd sign up for that, too. That's like that, another yeah. thing I would like be okay with. Like <laughs> Instead of being cremated and yeah. partitioned like, out into a billion little plastic baggies for your yeah. friends to carry around the rest of their lives. Right. I'm talking about Shooting like... The sun. Yeah, I'm talking about like no casket, no nothing, like whole body, <laughs> just raw. Yeah, just raw. In my, yeah, like regular clothes on, <laughs> and just send me over there. Well, I think there was a big scandal recently when it turned out that a lot of people who had donated their bodies to science, etc., were just getting blown up in like live fire tests on military installations. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, like people's grandmas and shit just <laughs> annihilated by like mortar shells. Oh, what? <laughs> Yeah, I oh, I didn't man. know we were going to talk about this, or I would have had the article ready because that was uh, that was a big thing. So, well, funny. if we're talking about oh, what was that? Oh, I was going to talk about how like 
there was another scandal of like uh pets getting um cremated and then them just sending some like sand to people <laughs> oh yeah yeah i always anytime like i've had a couple of grandparents who were cremated and every time i'm like how do i know though <laughs> <laughs> that's true though it is messed up but i'm i am so used to like navigating scams living <laughs> in america in the 21st century that i just constantly assume like well, this, I mean, it's got to be cheaper to just like fire up the grill, right? Just like, like dump some charcoal ash in there. Even like yeah. it, it, it cannot be a hundred percent them though. There's got to be other people mixed well, in yeah. there. I mean, I'm sure. Oh, other people. I thought you just meant like the materials they use. You're, you're saying it's a, it's a potpourri. Well, I'm, I'm a, maybe a, a grand little potpourri. bit. I'm not saying, I'm saying the, probably the vast majority is who you want, who you expect, but uh, there's a couple particles of other people in there, I'm sure. Oh, so you're, so you're talking about like, hey, they burned someone and they didn't get it all out. And then <laughs> Correct. They that's what I'm saying. Them. Okay. Yeah. That's like how saying. they have to announce on like candy bar wrappers. It's like, oh, this is processed in a, a plant that also processes tree nuts. Like, oh, this was, by the way, if, uh, if you notice any Deborah in there, we just, uh, we just did Deborah in the crematorium. So uh, <laughs> might be a few fragments. Well, we have a uh, we all have a mutual friend that sent me a article um, uh, last year. It was this um, I think it was this funeral home in Chicago where their uh, crematorium like stopped working, and, and like they were just putting the bodies like in the walls of the funeral home. Oh God! What for? Like how does that years. make anything better? And. Uh, oh. It eventually like came out, and there was just a bunch of bodies back there because they Welcome couldn't burn them. Welcome to Ray's them. funeral home, the worst smelling place in the northern <laughs> hemisphere. So what that I have to track process? that one down. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. That took a twist. I was thinking you were gonna say like they started a campfire outside or something. <laughs> <laughs> but damn, in the walls. Okay, They're that's kind of like, what is yeah. the? Now that's immorally wrong. Just admit defeat. <laughs> that's like, unethical. You don't get to run that business anymore. If you if the like the machine doesn't work, <laughs> yeah. How long was it not working for? That's the problem. Like I, mean, I think it was a while. Like I, they, there was a lot of bodies back there, from what I remember. Jesus Christ! Like we talking about a couple of days, like a week. Hey, you know the repair guy had too many repairs, or we talking about like <laughs> this is just the way we do things now like, for six <laughs> years. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Oh no! Nah, this yeah that's. Yeah, this is getting too much at like. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull us back. I'm gonna pull us back. Yeah, pull us back, so Spence. We were just talking about vehicles doing things that they're not supposed to do. Yes. To put it lightly. Now this this article that I'm about to hit you with has been updated since I picked it out. Unfortunately, I wish we could have recorded like yesterday or even Tuesday, um, back when the headline read. Arrest warrant issued for luxury yacht. <laughs> so what happened was, uh, reading from Yahoo News now, the, the headline now reads, well, no, this says Yahoo News. Then it says Miami Herald. I think Yahoo News is just trying to clout chase on them. <laughs> Fugitive Crystal Cruises luxury ship on the lam expected to stay in Bahamas safe haven. That's a good name for a ship, though. What? Well, the, the, the ship is itself. Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, if was, you're like a, is the a ship named boss, on the lamb or the ship? Is no, on the no, lamb? no. The ship itself. We'll get there. The ship is the Crystal Symphony. Oh, okay. 
So uh, the gist as of a couple of days ago was this cruise line had been in debt for a long time, like to the tune of, I think like $4 billion or something insane. Oh, and, okay. uh, you know, Just people came, bit. people came a calling. they, you know, they, they were like, it's time to start making payments, especially because they had like fuel for a cruise ship is crazy expensive. And this ship in particular, yeah. Uh, You're had, not putting unleaded in there. No. And then <laughs> they had a three and a half million dollar outstanding fuel debt on this ship, the Crystal Symphony. Okay. So if they re-entered U.S. waters, that would be it. The ship would be impounded. They keep saying arrested. They must mean impounded, but I keep seeing the phrase arrest warrant, which is incredible. Um, but right, that would be it for them. So instead, you know, and they like it departed from the United States. Uh, but instead of going back there, they were like, uh, well, initially they're like, all right, well, we're going to go to Miami and then that's going to be it. Like they were going to pay the bill or like they were just going to like deal with the consequences. Uh, they're like, so we, we're just going to drop the ship off in Miami and then you all are just going to have to find your way home from there, <laughs> which was not where they departed from. Uh, but instead, they're like, well, what if we just don't go back there? What if we park it in the Bahamas for a while and uh, just see what happens? I like, the, I like the move. I like the thinking. Yeah. So a fugitive cruise ship that was supposed to return to Miami but detoured to the Bahamas is not likely to be arrested. They keep saying that. Despite a warrant issued by a federal judge in South Florida. The U.S. Marshals Service, who once they get involved, you have completely fucked up. Right. Uh, said... <laughs> Tuesday that it can't seize the Bahamas flagged Crystal Cruises ship because it's going to stay in Bimini. Bimini? Bimini? Anybody know how to say that one? No? Okay, cool. Me either. Your voice went up, went up an octave when you were reading this one, sir. Bimini? Bimini. Bimini. I'll, go, I'll, I'll bring it back down. Okay. The Bahamas. <laughs> Outside U.S. jurisdiction where the cruise liner's parent company has both a resort and a marina. <laughs> we don't expect that ship to leave bah- Bahamian waters. How the hell do you pronounce anything to do with the Bahamas? I've <coughs> never... I didn't grow up in a way where I would be exposed to this knowledge. You didn't grow up in the triangle? No, the, the Bahama Triangle, they call it. <laughs> uh, U.S. Marshal Service spokesman Rob Gonzalez told the Miami Herald Tuesday, we don't expect it to come back to South Florida. So they've, uh, they've had, they have sent the passenger, well, it says about 300 passengers via ferry to uh, Port Everglades in Fort Lauderdale. So at least 300 of the passengers are back in the United oh, States, if not home. This would have, have been no a great opportunity for a good mutiny. Ooh. Where the, where the passengers seize the cruise ship and steer yes. back to the United States. Yes. And they put the oh, crew man. in the brig. There's got to be a brig on a cruise ship. There right? has to you be. Gotta do, there's got to be somewhere to put rabble rousers troublemakers uh, passengers michael you ever ended up in the brig you're a pretty no, guy i've never been in the brig like i say <laughs> this is actually my first time ever hearing this that's it's basically just boat jail like a uh, jail on a boat so all my like thoughts of a cruise is just like the titanic movie so <laughs> sure <laughs> not for you huh yeah so yeah unless like, you I, want to live a life of incredible romance <laughs> so I'm, I'm in the crew of just uh 
over there working in that steam part of the place where it's like oh, you're shoveling coal, shoveling coal. There we go. Feeding the beast. There we go. Like a free ride. I wonder, like this rogue uh, cruise ship. Did they inform the passengers that they weren't going to be going back to the United States, or did they just did they just gradually figure it out when they were on the sea for? weeks at a time <laughs> it feels like we left home a couple of years ago <laughs> well there was an entertainer on board oh the ship yeah what, what? <laughs> by the name of elio pace um is he just a lounge singer i don't know what his exact job is because but... he's gonna run out of tunes <laughs> after a little while so hey, you guys want to hear uh some you want to hear across the sea again <laughs> no no more cover we art. want food <laughs> that too did they run around like run out of food well, they got food. it's a it's a i don't think that was the issue so he he says would you believe me if i told you the day after i boarded the night of my first show maybe he's a magician that would be fun oh yeah um we were notified by the captain that the company that owns crystal cruises Genting Hong Kong had gone into liquidation to the tune of $4 billion and that the Crystal Symphony would cease to sail when it reached Miami today. This was on the 22nd. We were told that we would all need to disembark the ship and make our way home. Yesterday, Friday, the 21st, I guess, uh, the night of my second show, he keeps saying, like, who? <laughs> you think people care about the wrong things. <laughs> after all arrangements had been set for flights, car hire, etc. The show went great, by the way, and uh, after the show. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know, I originated the role uh, of Trigorin in The Seagull. <laughs> That's not how that play came out in, like 100 years ago. Uh, after all arrangements had been set for flights, car hire, etc. by all disembarking passengers and crew, we were notified by the captain that the ship was no longer sailing to Miami and was instead diverting to either Bimini or Bimini in the Bahamas, where we would arrive tomorrow, Sunday, and disembark from there. So I, I think it was just, uh, it sounds like it was a very sudden announcement that nobody had any time to plan for. Uh, I, Michael, have you ever been stranded like this? I've been stranded multiple times. From my own doing and from my non-doing, basically. <laughs> from someone else's doing? Yeah, from someone else's doing. I guess non-doing. My non-doing. I like, <laughs> I like my non-doing. I'm keeping that in the, in the brain. So, so what happened when it wasn't when, your fault? When it wasn't my fault is... Your non-doing. Me going to the bathroom <laughs> and... I'm in there early morning in this uh, office bathroom and it's a censored uh, light turn on switch, you could say. Uh, Go in there. The motion detector. There we go. Go in there, pitch dark. (laughs) Walk in. um, Lights turn on. Sure, sure. Go to the stall. Everything going well so far. Do my business. Yep. Everything going well. There we go. Like normal, you know, mid process. Everything came out all right. And. Everything is pitch black. Like, I'm talking about darker than dark. Like, there ain't no night vision happening here. Can't see your hand in front of your face. Yeah. <laughs> Let alone wipe. And I'm over here like, greatness. What am I going to do now? I don't even have my phone on me. <laughs> First mistake. Second mistake is me trying to fill up everything and see where that's like, the, you know, 
me trying to kick open the door to get censored. Just trying to echolocate. <laughs> yeah, me trying to like unlock the door so the <laughs> door can swing. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I was just like, all right, this is not, all these options ain't working. So, so let you, me just sit here. So you, yeah, you're sitting down. I see. Yeah. And then let me just sit here and wait for someone to come in. Bad part is. And cones to adjust. There we go. Bad part is I came early. <laughs> Second part is I'm like, hopefully someone got to use the bathroom in the morning. <laughs> Soon as someone comes in, I say hallelujah. <laughs> you scared the shit out of them. <laughs> <laughs> and then they yeah. thought that was motion activated too. I'm talking about, yeah, I'm talking about I'm stranded on. over there. I just like, what the heck do I do? Now, what happened when it was your doing? Oh, man. So I used to own a Jeep. <laughs> R.I.P. Le- yep. Left a Jeep. And it was R-E-E-P. like. It was like uh, I was still in high school. Um, actually, never mind. Not in high school. I didn't have my Jeep in high school. Um, so it was like a snowstorm. And I think I had no work or something like that. And my aunt. Oh, it was like all stores closed for a while. This and that. It's like a big uh, snowstorm. Yep. And uh, my aunt was staying with us, or I think it was my mom's cousin, which is my cousin. And then my little sister, they were like, hey, we're hungry. Let's go get food to make food for everybody. Um, so we go Generous out. Generous gesture. There we go. We <laughs> go out to the local grocery store, closed. What grocery store is never, never closed? 7-Eleven. <laughs> so we go to 7-Eleven, and then she's like, it's like I'm talking about it's like a pileup. Like of people there, and the entrance, I guess, wasn't the entrance wasn't like clean. They so she was, yeah. Ooh. So she was like, "Hey, she's like, hey, go through there, like fresh snow, like fresh powder snow." And uh, she's like, "You could make it through there." Mm. Oh, and guess no. what? This, I'm talking about. This is like, and you believed it. Yeah. So I'm over here like <laughs> douche, do douche, and <laughs> <laughs> sounded just like that, just like that. And I'm over here now on two wheels. Like teeter tottering <laughs> back and forth. Oh no! Yeah, and my Jeep is stuck, and you got people like walking, seeing others, taking pictures, <laughs> laughing. <Point> yeah, <laughs> no. and I'm over here like, yo, like lean this way, lean that way, you know, <laughs> to <laughs> rock it back. <laughs> yeah, and get some air drives. Yeah, my mom's cousin is just like, oh no, I'm not doing this. Like, I'm getting out of here. Like, <laughs> like to my little sister, let's go. Like. Forget this, like, oh no! They Just went, leave the car. Yeah, I'm telling you, they went to Seven Eleven until it melts. They went to Seven Eleven. Yeah, he was there for two weeks until the snow got melted. their things. <laughs> got their things. While I'm over here, like, trying to pop, like shovel out the snow with my hands, and then <laughs> and then started walking back home because oh, so he didn't get it out. Close. I'm you over here. There? So no, I'm over here. Like, I'm not leaving my baby. Oh, so they walked home. <sighs> Oh, so they so they were walking home and this other Jeeper friend got me unstuck, basically, pulled me out. Nice. Uh but yeah, that was when I was left <laughs> stranded by my family. <laughs> by my own family. And I'm like, yes. And then guess what I did? I drove right past up, didn't even pick him up. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. I was like, oh, y'all binding me? I'm a band job. <laughs> So you could say that they did not hold you up the way that you would hope they would. Yeah. I thought, you know, they would like shovel snow with me. 
It was well, like, I'd like oh. to. Well, uh, can I actually, uh, Michael, your first story reminded me of a, um, a, a precarious bathroom situation I found myself in. I, um, Go ahead. This was uh, when I was in college. Um, maybe my junior, maybe, I think this was my senior year, I think. I mean, it was my junior year, junior year. And uh, I was at a buddy's uh, dorm room uh, really late at night, just hanging out as, uh, you know, as college kids do. Um, yeah. And he was getting really tidy, so he, he goes to go to bed. So I leave to go back to my place. My place is on the other, complete other side of campus. And um, it's like 2, 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning. So it, middle uh, of the night, there's nobody out, outside. Um, just the I, maniacs. I, I really, really got to use the bathroom. I really got to pee. <laughs> um, oh, so I, talk I, about going to the bathroom so much. And what of it? It's a big Go part on. of my life, Spencer. Um, <laughs> there's medications for that. But. So I, I got I to use the bathroom. Uh, and then there's like, towards the middle of campus, there's like this bus station uh, where it has like a building um, with a bathroom inside. So I go, I go in there to use the bathroom. I, I finish, flush, uh, wash my hands. And the, the door is, is locked. It's stuck. Uh, uh, I don't lock. And it's, you know, so the, it, it's actually... To the bathroom the, or to the whole facility? To the hand, to the bathroom, to the bathroom. Oh, no. Oh, what? It is, so it is, I'm locked in this bathroom, and it's not because the door is locked. Like, the handle is, is, is broken. It's, a, it, it's, oh, it's completely broken. Oh, no. So I sit there, I, I jiggle the handle for a good five, ten minutes. To, to, to nothing, nothing happens. I, I, call, I call my friend. Whose place I just left? No answer. He's he's passed, passed out, out, dead asleep. So I'm locked in this bathroom at 3 a.m. in the middle of the campus, and I'm I'm thinking. I jiggle the handle for another. You know, I I try to, I try to jimmy the lock. I've got like I I got I had a knife with me, so I try to like you know shimmy it open. Didn't work. Ooh, survivalist strats. I but it didn't work. Um, so I'm I'm in this bathroom for 40 minutes. Oh man! Just knock on the door, bang on the door. Nobody's gonna hear me. I'm stuck in this bathroom. Trying to, trying to build a fire. That felt like <laughs> ten just, hours. I finally, I was like, I'm not gonna sleep in this bathroom tonight. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I took a couple steps back, braced myself, ran oh, into the Lord. door as fast as I could, and I, I was able to break it open. And I left. You <laughs> swat that thing. I swatted it. Yeah. With the LAPD. Oh, what? Use your shoulder or your like leg? I kicked your it a couple foot. times, and then I used my sh- my shoulder to finally to to break it through. Did you pop that shoulder? And no, my shoulder was all right. It was a little, little bruised the next day, but it was fine. <laughs> Damn, cold hearted killer. But you wish somebody had propped that door open, though. I do, but that to, <laughs> to this day that remains the only door I've only I've ever kicked or broken through. Well, while we're on the topic of things, propping other things, this is a weak one. I'm, tr- I'm trying to tie the segments together a little bit better. This is- <laughs> Go ahead. Spencer. Speaking of things that prop up other things. Go ahead, well, Spencer. I've got an, uh, a breaking report from Ireland. Ireland. Craig's homeland. <laughs> is Ireland my homeland? What? As far as I know. What? All right. From the independent.ie. Dead man propped up by two other men 
in attempt to collect pension at post office. Oh, I saw this. Did you send this to me, Spencer? <laughs> I saw this. I think I did, yeah. Oh, okay. I carry on, please. Uh, the Guardi are investigating a shocking incident in Carlo City. Oh, jeez. That's, that's not bad. <laughs> I wasn't even really... Well, I'll, I'll take it. Uh, the the Guardi are the Irish police. A dead man was brought... Uh, oh, well, it says this morning. I gotta read this from January 21st. A dead man was brought to a post office this morning in an attempt to collect his pension in one of the most bizarre incidents that the Garde have ever seen. The shocking incident in which the deceased male was propped up by two other men happened at the post office on Staplestown Road in Carlowtown. Staff at the post office immediately became suspicious. Good on them. Wonder what <laughs> gave it away. And contacted emergency services, and the Garde rushed to the scene. No money was handed over and it is understood that the deceased man is well known to the two men who moved his body. A local woman living beside the post office told how her daughter witnessed two men carrying a man into the shop. I'm not going to try the accent. It's not going to go well. <laughs> she was leaving my house at the time and said the man looked unwell as his feet were dragging the ground, she said. Oh, oh, uh. The woman, who did not want to be named, said there was a queue outside of the post office at the time. It's a small shop, and you're only allowed three at a time with social distancing. People were in shock because they thought he was having a heart attack, she said. <laughs> I feel awful for the staff. They've suffered so many robberies over the years. They're worn out. So I guess people are robbing post offices in Ireland. I didn't know about that. I skimmed this article before. This is the first time that I've read that sentence. I have a 12-year-old daughter, and I'm trying to explain to her what happened. And Sure, where do you start? It's awful. <laughs> Now, the article goes on for a long time, but it's mostly just quoting other people who saw it or who heard about it and are going, oh, we're shocked. <laughs> but if you're going to do, I've said this for, our, I've said this many times, Spencer. Yep. If I know what you're going to say. If you're going to do a Weekend at Bernie style scheme. I thought I knew what you were going to say. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta use a wheelchair. Put them in a wheelchair. Don't try to carry them and drag them around. Many people have heard you say this, have they? Look it up. Where? A ask around. Okay. Don't think I won't. So my question is... Oh, you're go saying, ahead, Mike. So you're saying you got to push this man the whole time. Like put a blanket on his lap. Right, correct. Sunglasses, Sunglasses on thing. him, obviously. He's sleeping. <laughs> Nana is sleeping, or Grandpa is we sleeping. We just, we just thought it'd be nice to give him some air, you know? <laughs> Get him out the house, feel the sun on his face. Oh, no. They're mad. They're going to be like, why are you carrying a dead body with you? Weekend at Blarney's. <laughs> have you ever seen that movie? Uh, I have not. I, I know the gist. I know the dance. I mean, it's, it's pretty much this exact plot. Right, yeah. Minus my, the my question social is, security or whatever it was. My question is, if you commit a crime... That's sufficiently funny. <laughs> What's the crime? Well, trying to collect somebody's pension that they can't collect. And okay, also sure. moving a dead body. <laughs> Is that a crime? Uh, carrying around a dead body of a relative? Yeah. Is that a crime? Interfering with. Yeah. Oh, that's a. Uh -huh. Especially if you do that's it in commission crime? of another crime. You think it compounds? Oh, that always does. That's how they get. That's why they have all those like. It's a crime to like, if you, if you point a gun at a bank teller, you're not just committing one crime. You're like, oh, you're trying to rob a bank. Also, you probably conspired to rob this bank. Also, you're using a firearm in the commission of a felony. There's like a billion things that they hit you with. 
It's quite a racket. Is this how they get you with like 500 years and you're like, just say for like, <laughs> <laughs> like what? Come on now. Pretty much. And after you die, we're, we're going to have two big dudes <laughs> hoist you into the post office and try to collect your <laughs> retirement benefits. So funny thing is when I was little, I thought when they say like the 500 years and stuff, I thought that meant like you'll die and then be buried in the jail. <laughs> like basically you're still serving your time after life. Like your great, 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 great grandkids would get to exhume your body and put it in the family plot, but not until then. Yeah. <laughs> How often do you think dead bodies get exhumed? Like probably not that often. How yeah. often do you do it? I mean, I'm, I don't think it happens very frequently. I think it happens <laughs> pretty rarely. I, I just wonder how I think regular. They, they really try not to, from what little I've seen of uh, the X Files and <laughs> such. It's always it's, a real hassle. Yeah, it's an upsetting process. Yeah. Okay. How disturbing old, the dead? How old does a body have to be before it's it's okay to exhume them? Like, like I, I mean, in, the Egyptian pharaohs, we dig those up and put them in museums. So like, oh, what, I see what you mean. How, like, you know. At what point is it archaeology to do it right. instead of grave robbing? Well, I'm not qualified to answer that one. I think at least like. Is it like BC, AD? Is that the cutoff? Or even I like. I'd say leave them in the that? ground. I'm not trying to get cursed. I would say like 500 years, honestly. 500 years? Okay. Yeah. I mean, at that, that seems point, about it's like, right. At that point. In the U.S., does. maybe. If you go to some other places, they have actual history, though. Oh, history. Oh. History schmistery, that's what I say. Well, well. Well, well. You know, I have no idea how to tie this. Like, let me ask you this. If, like, if we credit. start a, 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 a dead body exhum, exhumation business, how, how much Which work do you not. think we're going to get? What? <laughs> not a ton. Um, also, I'm not doing it. Are you afraid of, of ghosts and demons haunting you? It just sounds like a hassle. Well, anything, everything's a hassle, Spencer, but you got to make a living And I don't want to see a dead body. Why do you want to see a dead body so I'm not bad? saying I'm going to look at it. I'm saying I'm going to exhume him. Oh, you're going to wear a blindfold the whole time. I'd say he's in a coffin. So what I think is worst is that they're dead, and on top of that, they've been dead for like a long time. <laughs> like right. a dead, a fresh dead body is different from a, you know, 100 years. Yeah, you, you got goop in there. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'm like, yo, you've been like, I mean, aging, I would ra- like, I would rather aging. exhume a skeleton than somebody who died like last week. Now, a dusty skeleton really? is one thing, but we're yeah. I think I, I, I think I'd rather do the fresh one. The fresh one's gonna stink. <laughs> no, I mean, like in a couple, like you know, like a couple hours, but not like you know. Well, you don't I'm, usually bury a body after a couple hours. No, but I'm thinking unless of like you, unless you personally killed them. <laughs> <laughs> so I crossed a state line to dig a plot somewhere. I'm thinking it like uh, I don't know if you guys know, but like aged steaks and stuff, ah, where like the right. aged oh, steaks you got to right. cut a lot of off, right, to get yeah. to the the main bone to the main meat, but the tender um, part. There you know, we go. it's funny you should mention steaks because I think Craig had something that he wanted to read to us. About. Oh, I did. I really do, guys. I've been meaning to talk about this for weeks. <laughs> um, let me see here. This is It's a pretty quick article, so I'm just going to fly through it, all right? Good. We got nine minutes. Desperate to impress, the trio recites facts about animals in what mammalogists call 
the wildlife dispatch. And what happens next is truly extraordinary. Okay, and this headline is pretty lazy because it's written as a question, but it's, it's a statement. Uh, but anyway, um, this is an article in interestingengineering.com. Cows are being fitted with VR goggles to increase milk production? Question mark. <laughs> what? You tell me, man. <laughs> no, it's such a lazy, whatever. I'll give Fabian Lang a pass. I won't. Um, fight me. Some claim these VR headsets are expected to help cows relax by offering them sun-filled summer views of green pastures. Lord. If you oh, visit man. the Rosso, the Rus uh, Moloko dairy farm near Moscow in Russia, you may think you've arrived at a bizarre futuristic film set. Here, cows supposedly roam around fitted with VR headsets. The VR what goggles... film would this be that we're watching? <laughs> Blade Runner. Um, oh, the Mootrix. <laughs> <laughs> the Mootrix. <laughs> <laughs> um, the VR goggles aren't props for a film, however. They have been specifically made for these dairy cows to help them relax in order to produce more milk. According to a press release from Moscow's Ministry of Agriculture and Food, at least that's what it was reported in the press conference from Moscow Ministry of Agriculture and Food. But it turns out there are some reasons to be skeptical. Oh, really? Like the central premise, for example? <laughs> um, as many sources, interesting engineering included, reported, the pressing issues of declining milk production led experts from the IT world, as well as industry leaders in milk production, to work together to find a high-tech solution. Um, the solution... I love this, this mentality that tech guys have, by the way. They're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> no matter what the problem is, like, oh, I can use a computer to fix it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the solution they claim. I could put. I could strap a computer to a cow's face, and that ought to do it. <laughs> um, well, let's let's carry on. Um, the solution, as they claim, was virtual reality, where cl- where cows can watch a unique summer-filled simulation program. That's in quotes. According to Agricultural Safety and Health, cows have poor de- cows have poor depth perception. Creating a VR landscape that cows could navigate meant researchers had to take into account the higher uh, perception of color of red, but weaker perception of blues and greens. In order to develop the simulation, researchers considered what contributed to a positive emotional state for cows. They looked at examples of dairy farms around the world and concluded that a calm atmosphere resulted in more milk production. These VR goggles themselves were carefully designed by developers. Wait, 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 wait. How is that revolutionary science? We found that when we're not blasting death metal at the dairy cows, they do better. (laughs) Fucking geniuses. Um, um, These VR goggles themselves were carefully designed by developers in a VR studio alongside veterinarians. We noticed that this was way better than chasing them around with a chainsaw. Man, people (laughs) will will give anybody money for anything, really. Um, Jeez. Uh, taking into account the structural features of the cows and heads, typic- uh, the typically human-fitting VR goggles were adapted to work for cows. Um, after wearing the headset, experts reported what? the cows displayed a decrease in anxiety and an increase in the general mood of the herd. The what? Today, the farm, the mood of the herd. The, yeah. The mood. Oh, nice. Nice. Uh, today, the I farm thought you ranks... hate me for that. I hate me for that. Go on. I'm not mad at it. Uh, today, the, the farm ranks within the top three largest produ- milk producers in the Russian Federation. 
And then, okay, so this last section is about VR skepticism. Um, I think I covered sounds, that pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> this all sounds, I, there's some good quotes in here. Um, this all sounds almost too good to be true. In fact, it's near impossible to find any updated information on the, promo, the, the promised further comprehensive study promised by the H- Russian hang Federation. On, hang on, hang on. I got I to gotta take a deep breath for this. What? <laughs> As Vice reported in 2019, the original press release says the experiment was conducted by, in quotations, uh, milknews.ru. <laughs> a news site. That's where I've been keeping area. up with this whole Ukraine situation. <laughs> um, the press release also encourages readers to sign up for the upcoming um, Sixth International Agricultural Dairy, Dairy Forum. In which case, uh, this could easily be a marketing stunt to promote the conference. <laughs> no. Um, Vice reached out to Milk I News, was just beginning to the believe. The Moscow Ministry of Agriculture and Food and Russo Moloko, but didn't seem to get an answer. Uh, the newest information. You know why that is, though, right? Why is that? It's because the people at Russo Moloko put those headsets on, too. <laughs> <laughs> you think they're just wandering the farm? They're lost in the sauce. Um, the newest information seemed to be from Dairy Global, which notes that as of 2020, <laughs> Russo Moloko was expanding and VR headsets weren't part of the plan. In fact, Why didn't anything more than milknews.ru? But anyway, that's about the gist of the article, that maybe this was a marketing stunt, but maybe this is the future. I feel like... How do you guys feel in general about putting cattle, putting livestock into virtual reality? So like we got how go ahead. We got three categories now. We got full on slaughter. We <laughs> oh, got okay. sure. We got we got what is it like? You don't uh, usually do that to roaming. dairy cows right off the bat, but okay. We got free roam <laughs> cows or free okay. range cows, you could say. Sure. And then we got yeah. VR cows. Like That's right, Michael. I can't do it. Nah, man. This like, is I, this like let me ask you yeah. guys a question. I was. This is what. This is the question that came to my head when I read this. Like, aren't farmers broke? <laughs> like, no, man. They, they, they got to buy thousands of VR headsets. <laughs> um, but like, like, like chickens, for example, right? We have there, there's. You'll pay a premium for cage-free chicken eggs. There we right? go. Right. Or chicken products. Is my question is is a chicken cage-free? If the chicken thinks that it's cage-free, if the chicken has a VR headset on mm. where it thinks it's roaming in a field. Do you think that's air you're breathing now? <laughs> <laughs> the Moo Matrix. I mean, don't they got... Um, I remember I saw this on Dirty Jobs. I forget what it was, but I was a kid. They have like... Um, they put holes in cows so oh, they could take stoma. out the food. yeah. Yeah, yeah they, so they could take out the food and they could eat more. Well, I don't know if that's the... Because they're like unhappy or something. But they're happy eating. Oh, we're going to have to look back at that. I don't know if that's... <laughs> all right, I think all right. I'm saying like can like diagnose problems with the cow more easily. I'm basically saying like there. this is the same thing. Like it's just like... It sounds like a completely different thing. <laughs> okay, real quick. Yes or no? Would you pay a premium for VR raised chicken eggs vr fed beef yeah would you I pay feel a, like a premium for vr livestock i feel like it can't be that much high of a premium though yeah like, no i, I it's got to be better than what they are now though right 
Yeah, 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 yeah. They got to be no, better I don't, than, I a little I, bit better. But not, I don't want them to learn the wrong lesson from this. I don't think this is better. Whether or not the cow knows it is besides the point. It's, it's, it's a, a little bit point. better. I think that is the whole point. No, because we know better. And aren't we the ones with that knowledge who are called to make the right decisions? Man, we're going to be eating holographic food in like five years. Got Just it, get ready. So. Like well, sponge, it's seven. Like, like plankton and the chum bucket. <laughs> <laughs> and he was eating that holographic sandwich. That sandwich, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. It is seven o'clock on the dot. Life is not real. Life isn't real. I got to go. This has been fun. Anybody have any parting words they'd like to leave our listeners with? Um, VR cows, y'all. They're coming. You're ready. <laughs> they're coming by what you mean they're. Standing in place. Correct. With a little visor on their heads. A1 Steak Sauce. Sponsored by A1 Steak Sauce. Sponsored by Oculus. <laughs> Oculus. <laughs> All right. Well, um, as always, if you want to send us anything, you know how to do it. Or if you don't, here's how you do it. Send us an email at mailbox at neverbetter.show or DM us on Twitter at neverbettercast. All one word. No punctuation. You probably figured that out. You, you're not 98 years old. Well, we have a lot of geriatric listeners, Spencer. <laughs> yeah, but they won't remember I said that. Yeah, it's true. Touche. Well, it's been lovely chatting with you, the audience. You too. You know, you guys are fine. <laughs> and that's all from us this week. We'll we'll see you soon. I had a catchphrase that I was going to steal from Michael, but now I can't yeah, remember Yeah, it, it seemed was. like you were stalling for time I, there. I, so I was, thought, I was thought desperate that I'd remember it, and I just did not materialize. Michael, we'll catch you guys uh, on the next edition of the Never Better Podcast. What did I Podcast. say? What it, I, I don't remember. Just, just say something uh, thought-provoking and short. Thought-provoking? Yeah. Life isn't real. The Moon Matrix. There we go. There you have it. Good night, everybody. See you guys next week.